It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. The show off the dap. <laughs> the drip. <laughs> Uh, you might need to slow. You might need to slow those down a hair. Play that again, though. <laughs> the show off the dap. The drip. The drip. <laughs> Do we have what Terrence said when we had uh, <laughs> when we had Doug Martin on the pregame show? Do you remember that, Ben? Did that slip by you? Uh, the, I, I just it, got this before the show, so I could definitely find whatever he said. He said, oh, yeah, he's, t- you got your card. No, 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 no. Do, do, do not repeat it. Okay. Do not repeat all right, it. All right, <laughs> I had, I got more texts about that than anything. I was getting texts the next day about it. Jeez. <laughs> Absolutely uh, horrendous. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, let's just, T-Cop just, what T-Cop happened? mixed his words up. T-Cop mixed his words. I think that was one of those weekends that Cookie was off. Yeah, you remember uh there was Watch what you say in front of Cookie now cuz he's he's he's, oh, he's fired up in there, but there was He's he's a little stoogey. That the, guy is. The last away pregame show instead of slacking off in the locker room, he said jerking off in the locker room. Oh, like, oh, will you? Will you? <laughs> oh, or like okay. he meant to say like jerking around yeah, or yeah, slacking yeah, off. Yeah, it was like and he combined them. <laughs> and <laughs> I had interesting. <laughs> we had to stop It was it, yeah, it was it was T-Cop sometimes says some things that are a little out there. It's, That's a little sus. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, it just mixed up his words. I don't know. I'm playing. You know, I mean, he granted he didn't have a, a student show that 47 people listened to once, but I mean, he, you know, he got confused Wait, on radio. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, Aaron Judge has hit a home run, Ben. Did they cut in under national television? Yes, we got Impractical Jokers on, and they cut into it even on True TV here. Yeah, we got season one Impractical Jokers, the real stuff. <laughs> they cut in on the Impractical Jokers. By the way, the show not the same without Joe Gatton. Oh, no, it's, it's, I feel like they changed the whole format of the show. It's like a they did, comedy it, now. It, it's, it's for the worse. I know what they're trying to do. It's not working. It's not working. Just not shut working up. If you don't want to watch, like- then don't watch. Don't watch. I, I'm not. And I got a news I'm with for you. you. Countless others aren't either. The ratings for that thing tanked. I don't think I've ever watched Impractical Jokers live, like on television. I got yeah. in I got into it during the pandemic because for some reason you put it on true TV, think of the NCAA tournament and No. It's just reruns Impractical Jokers. It's the Impractical Right, and Jokers I ended up channel. watching it and they were very funny. I actually got into it and I thought it was a funny show. And I saw the movie they did, which was pretty funny. Okay. All but right. they lost they lost Joe Gatto. And, it's a very I generational mean, comedy show. Like kids can appreciate it, college age. Yeah, kids no, can it's everybody. It. It, there's a little something there for everybody. And it's not like I mean, there's nothing like 
like the one I don't get. What is the one on MTV where the guy ridiculousness? I know exactly what you're talking about. It's such a bad show. My dad it's hates like not, that show. Every time I put it on, he's like, "Dude, what are you doing, man? This is not a good." Yeah, show. my grandparents I agree with him. love you, that show. See, and that's what's that. There's there's a little generational in that because older folks. There are a lot it. of there are a lot of older people that like that. I think. But see, it, I they think, think they're hip I, watching it or something. Or like, this is how they connect with the kids. Like, they think kids, kids love it. Yeah. yeah, they think kids love it. What did it? What? What? What was that? It's an old lady voice. Did a cat come in here and somebody? <laughs> you don't like my old cat? lady voice? Ben, I'm rethinking the decision about Cookie on the <laughs> program today. I really am. Absolutely horrendous. Yeah, pretty close. Um, no, that show is just not. But but the practical joke is very funny, and oh, that yeah, was a good line, Ben. They cut in, they cut in on a practical jokers on True TV. This show, the show, the Aaron Judge. He's over. he's twenty uh, seventh all time on the playoffs home run list. <laughs> it's like who cares? <sighs> it's the Yankees, though. It's the real home run record. The real he was uh, he was showing off some of his DAP, and uh, it was the real home run record. The show, by the way, DAP. Ben. By the way, Ben Byram here today. Hello, hey, ben. ben. Hey, Ben. Go long. There you go. A little Holt Nailers. Yeah. Touchdown, Ben Byram. I was wondering where a lot of this stuff was. And uh, we've already had to hear from Cookie today. Far too much. <laughs> oh, brother. This guy stinks. I, I, got, I just redid the whole drop. So yeah. No. No, that was. You got to save that clip. It's like, that was great. Uh, Cookie's making voices. It's just odd. Cookie, are you okay? I've had too much coffee today, man. I'm up. Have you? Is that Ben's got you on his coffee habit? I put Ben on the coffee habit. They did put me on to that. I was not oh, a coffee right? guy before. Yeah. Uh huh. And it just okay. became a thing around here. So we're going to give away some uh, tickets today. We got the Houston Huddle coming up. Uh, I emailed you guys an article. I meant to put it up, but then Ben and I got sidetracked. Um, I talked to Mull today. Mull sent me a, uh, or was telling me about an article, then he emailed it to me. He didn't text it, he emailed it, which tells me he reads this stuff on the computer like an old person, but th that's fine. Not everybody reads the stuff on their phones like us young people, guys. But um, post that article. It's actually a really, it's probably the most fair piece of journalism on the PGA Live Golf thing. And I got through about half of it, and I'm going to finish reading the rest of it tonight. But, but Posting uh, it as you speak right now. Yeah, put it on our social media. Check that out on our social media for 94.3 The Game. It's it's pretty good. Uh, we're going to give away tickets to the game today. Uh, also, uh, some Chico's, Mexican restaurant for you. They got great uh, we margaritas. Got the, we got the <laughs> ringing endorsement. We got uh, NLCS tomorrow, Padres Phil's. Tomorrow night on FS1. No, it's tonight. I'm sorry. Tonight on FS1. 803 first pitch. I was wondering why they were playing this uh, Cleveland-New York game at 4 in the afternoon, and it's because there's a game tonight already at 8, and the winner has to turn around and play Houston in the ALCS tomorrow. So I guess trying to give him as much time as possible after being rained out last night. Uh, Yanks for nothing. Three-run homer early, and then the judge homer, where they broke in Impractical Jokers. Uh, that'll be on TBS starting tomorrow. NBA starts tomorrow night. Uh, TNT, Celtics host the Sixers. 
And then the Lakers and Warriors. Warriors, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Celtics, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, ben, you know the odds to win the title this year? Uh, I would think Golden State has the uh, best odds. No, I think it's Boston. What? Plus 595. Jason Boston. Tater, man. Yeah. I thought Golden they were, State. They got Golden hot State's the right plus 615. Yeah. Well, Golden State's plus 650. Plus, Boston's have all that controversy with, you know, the coach being suspended. and That's an odd pick for a favorite. I mean, that's. It, it, that's well, crazy. it is. That's what that's according to my notes here from Vegas Insider. Uh, the, lay, the Clippers, excuse me, plus 650. Milwaukee. Plus six eighty, Brooklyn, plus seven sixty. Again, in there's some rancor and issues in Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Well, you, you first you got the Kyrie stuff going on, which is kind of over, but still, I mean, that was mostly off. Oh, it'll it'll crop back up. And then KD, you know, was playing around with possibly getting traded in the off season. So there's some uncertainty there, and I think they got a new gotcha. head coach now. Steve Nash, I believe, is no longer the head coach. So a lot of Ooh, moving pieces true? there. Yeah, I, I believe that's true. I believe they. I believe they did get rid of Steve Nash. They were not big Steve Nash fans, KD and Kyrie. No, he's still the coach. So uh way to uh go ahead and say he no longer has a job yeah, then. Yeah. Look at me. Spreading falsehoods. Yeah. Ben go long. Uh to win the Eastern Conference, Miller Walkie plus three twenty five. How is Boston the favorite to win the whole thing, but they're not the favorite to win the Eastern Conference? Uh Boston's plus three thirty three, second to win the East, Brooklyn third. Plus three fifty, then Philly at plus six fifty, Miami at plus seven fifty, out west, Golden State plus three hundred, Clippers plus three twenty five, Phoenix plus four hundred, plus eight hundred, LA Lakers plus eight hundred, Denver. Do you got a pick to win it all? I was gonna I was kind of thinking that I was going through it. Uh is Cookie an NBA guy? Cookie likes Luca. I know that much. Yeah, I, I got a Luca jersey. Um I like the Celtics yeah. too, just because I'm Irish. Right. Okay. I tell you what, um, we'll do our picks tomorrow. Cookie, like can it. you can you uh, either record some picks or just write them down or something for tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I we'll see you tomorrow because I got to promote our show. We got tomorrow both the five o'clock show, but the show we're going to have at two o'clock, which is a special. But are you right. gonna, so you could do it tomorrow, Cookie? What like list out what NBA team I think is going to win? Well, no, just who who do you think's going to win the East? Who do you think's going to win the West? Oh yeah, I can do that. Or, what do you want to do, Ben? East West? Who yeah. wins the whole thing? I'll do. Are yeah. you an MVP? Kind of like we rookie did, of the year. How kind of like how we did MLB? Just uh, you know, conference finals. Who wins the whole thing, and then who wins the MVP, and then rookie. If you okay. want to do rookie of the year, we can throw that in there too, since we're big college basketball guys. You know. Okay. All right, Cookie, you got all that? Yep. Okay. Ben, you got all that? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pilk will get in on this tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm sure you'll pick Boston. Which makes me think that's the reason they're at the top of this list I've been given. Um, so all that begins tomorrow. Uh, ben, your Carolina Hurricanes. Red hot right now. Have uh, started off 3-0-0 as they defeated the uh, Seattle Kraken. My brother was at that game. 5-1. Your brother uh, went? Yep, at was Seattle, he in, a, in Seattle, yeah. Was he in Canes gear? Absolutely. He's a huge Canes fan. He had his uh, Andre Shmeshnikov, uh Hartford Whalers jersey on reverse red. What is your brother's name? His name's Blake. Blake Byram, huge Kaniac. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did the Trip Tracy deal. Huge Kaniac. I did the Trip yeah. Tracy. Yeah. Uh, breaking news too Bubba Wallace suspended from the next NASCAR Cup Series championship event 
after he went after one of his uh, fellow drivers in Las Vegas. What do you mean he went after him? Well, he fought him. Wait, what? <laughs> he fought him. Oh, yeah, he I fought haven't him. heard this. Fought you, Kyle Larson. Not, yeah, he went after Kyle Larson and slugged him or at least threw a punch at him. Well, there you go. People are taking so, Bubba Wallace's side for some reason. I mean, I don't watch NASCAR, but apparently I, I don't know it. enough to say whether you should take Bubba. I I know there was so there was some a there was some Bubba Wallace hate on Twitter saying that the guy is not a good guy. Well, yeah, he's not. He's a liar. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's just a straight up liar. Like you that's kind of what they said on on the Twitter feed that I saw the whole new situation. I mean, that's a garage. Oh, that pulley was crazy. Rope. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that's that. That's a garage pulley rope. You dummy. The ACC has a group of ADs currently studying an unequal revenue distribution model for the conference. What? Uh, among the questions, what should it be based on? Postseason success in football, basketball, or all sports, number of sports, scholarships, academic success. Wait, run that back for me. What's going on here? Our guy, Brian Murphy. We had Brian on a lot during the, uh, you know, the gambling stuff. He's a sports yep. investigative reporter. For uh, the ancient granddaddy's big five, WRAL, and uh, but Murphy was all over the uh, the sports gambling stuff. Do you remember that, Ben? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of the source. Yeah, he was our go-to for. That. I thought he was great on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the ACC has a group of ads. This is what he tweeted out uh, just a bit ago. This afternoon, ACC has a group of ADs currently studying an unequal revenue distribution model for the conference. Among the questions, what would, what should it be based on? Postseason success in football, basketball, or all sports? Number of sports slash scholarships, academic success. Oh, that, I mean, that's a nightmare. That's a, I don't even know how you figure something like that out. I mean, leave it, leave it to those guys because I, I. Just thinking about it in my head. Well, right that's now. that's uh, it, it comes down to this. BC, I mean uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, are these these they're not going to going to get a lot of money. Even the, even a team like Syracuse. I mean Syracuse. Well, Syracuse as yeah. well. A lot of these newer teams that have not. I mean that that is Clemson. That is a Clemson, probably a North Carolina, and they've included basketball in it because of Duke. Yeah, situation. They're going to dominate that. that. They're going to run away with all the money there. Yeah, but that's that's why that is a UNC, maybe Florida State, certainly Clemson, and Duke consideration is what that is. Absolutely, maybe maybe Virginia, even though they probably wouldn't get any. Well, they in Carolina wouldn't get a whole lot for the football well, postseason. It probably so. favors Carolina the most because they're relatively decent in football. I mean, they do pretty well. Well, it just it depends on really what they good, yeah. it depends on what they do with. You know, because I mean, there's a lot of these institutions that have these sports, yep. uh, and, you know, that a lot of other places don't have. Yeah, I make mo no mistake about it. I mean, even though they just said it, it's going to be primarily based on basketball and football, baseball, there's other sports I don't think are going to factor in as much as compared to football but or basketball. But you're 100% correct when you said uh, Syracuse. I mean, a lot of these pit, I mean, some of these newer one, newer teams. Uh, yesterday we posted it from the Action Network bowl game projections. They had East Carolina and Duke, speaking of postseason football, Duke in the uh, Fenway Bowl. Chilly, chilly, chilly cold, Ben. 
Yeah, I'd, very cold. I don't understand this these bowl game locations and what. Well, it's Fenway Park. Yeah, That's I, the draw there. Would you go, Ben? To um, no. Well, baby, you're you're Mr. Boston, Mr. Boston Sports. Yeah, that's that. Boston was, loves me. That was the old part of me. That was a part of me that no longer exists. Boston. Okay. Is, Boston is gross. Okay. Can't stand Boston. Cookie. Wait, what's up? Yeah, thank you, Cookie. <laughs> He's watching then, practical jokers. <laughs> and then the Gasparilla Bowl. Um, that's is where they have you on that. That's Saint Petersburg. In that hideous dome down there, they have uh, ECU and Georgia Tech in the Gasparilla Bowl, according to our friends at Big Game Boomer. They're now in the bowl projection business. I love it. I could see that bowl doing well, though. I mean, depending on the time of year, but I mean, just look. Re- that one's the Friday before Christmas. I don't know. With it being a Friday, Christmas, you might have some people make the trip. Some people might be off work for the holidays by then. Oh no, they would be. Yeah. They would like I'm right now counting off being off that day. Yeah. So you're 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 doing the show oh, if we nice. have one. Wow. Merry Christmas to me. But yeah, that's Very- uh, that's a great <laughs> regional matchup there. That works for Florida. <laughs> Cookie, you're producing. So there you go. Merry Christmas to you too, Cookie. Uh, all right. Oh man. You don't, want, you, you you don't have to, to. No, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Cookie, you play too much. What stooge is he? Is he Briscoe or is he uh he's Patterson? <laughs> Oh, I'm not Pat Patterson, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, before we get in any more trouble here, let us uh, give away some tickets to uh, East to East Carolina UCF. A pair of tickets and a Chico's gift card. How about that? Uh, you can get it by being caller 5 at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. You have to come on air. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, they gotta we'd come like on you air. to. We'd like you to. Cookie'd like you to. Uh, be caller five now, 252-561-GAME, 561-4263. Caller five, a pair of tickets to ECU-UCF and a Chico's gift card. We'll be back. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. 94.3 The Game is your ECU flagship station. Your ECU Pirates host UCF this Saturday. And you can catch all the action right here on the ECU Sports Radio Network. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, Stephen from Farmville, our big uh, winner today. Uh, and he's on the line, Ben, is that right? Stephen, congratulations. Yes, thank you much. So a couple of tickets to ECU-UCF and then a gift card to Chico's. Well, Stephen, we're, we're happy sounds you wonderful. won. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Thank you for calling. Uh, congratulations on winning. I'm stunned anybody listens to this show yeah, uh, because you, I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just stunned. Stunned anybody listens to it. Uh, but ex- extremely grateful. So let me ask you something. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to, to say? This is kind of a, a moment for you to, to, to roll something out there. You can ask a question. You can make a statement. As long as we don't get sued, I don't care what you do. But uh, or you can <laughs> ask Ben something. You might want to ask Cookie something. I don't know why. You, you probably 
would not get that intelligent intelligent of an answer. But uh, you could ask him something if you were so inclined. So just it's the floor is yours, Steve. Awesome! I appreciate y'all letting me come on the radio. Um, just like you say, go Pirates, and uh, I look forward to the NBA season as well as everybody else is. And uh, I'm pulling for the Guardians to pull it out tonight. Well, they're trailing five to four to one. <laughs> what's they're trailing NBA four pick? to one? Yeah, what's your NBA pick? Thank you, Ben. What what's your uh, what, what? Who do you got in the finals? If you had to give, well, who's your team? And please don't say the Hornets. Uh, no, this it was the Spurs, but um, I'm going to mm. be a uh, bandwagoner and jump on uh, Golden State to win it this year. Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. No, I mean, it's smart no money right there. No, it is. I mean, if we Absolutely. if we had people that knew what they were doing running the state, we'd we'd have sports gambling. I'd say lay a bet, and you'd you'd be in good shape. But you know, hey, not hey, not right now, at least. Not right now. See, Steven agrees with me. Smart guy, Ben. Not only does he listen to the show, but he agrees with me. And he's from All right. Farmville. Hey, Steven. He, well, there you go. Steven, do you know the mayor, John Moore? Oh, yes. I know John very well. Uh, okay, good. Good. We love the mayor. We're from Farmville. Got... Of course we know who John Moore is. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. He could have He could have just well, John, moved here. You don't, John it sounds also, like he's from New Jersey. John also served in the military with me as well. Uh, oh, did he really? Okay. Wow. You yeah. sound a lot younger than John, so that's uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm a lot younger than John. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. No, John's great. We love John. Ben and John are really uh, tight, aren't you guys, Ben? Yeah, I load all his songs in for him for uh, the sock out. And he, <laughs> he does. Really, he loves that. He's forever grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all the great tunes you hear on 107.9. On Wait, the are we talking out. about John that's here on Friday nights? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that guy. Fungle. That's my favorite John guy Moore. ever, man. Yeah, listen to Cookie trying to jump in like he knows this guy now. The Stooge. The Stooge. Cookie the Stooge. All right. Hey, Steven, thanks uh, for calling. Congratulations, and uh, maybe we'll see you out, here, out there at the game on uh, Saturday. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks. Big Steven fan here. Hey. Yeah, what a good, good guy. guy. Really good guy. He spells his I, name like Stephen Curry, so I think that's why he picked the Golden State Warriors. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That probably is. Probably is. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, do today's Pirate Report. Here we go. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Uh, Avery Jones on the Pirates' ability to bounce back. I think it just shows our competitiveness, um, our will to win, just how we practice. Uh, uh, you guys probably know we practice pretty hard. Um, we have drills for end of the games, like the two-point version uh, stuff at the end. So we were ready for that stuff. Uh, and then Avery Jones says he got an adrenaline rush going into overtime. You know, one play to win the game is kind of, you know, important. So, you know, we all got a little, uh, at, sorry, an adrenaline rush to, um, you know, make that happen. And he says, uh, as for Saturday's game, it's a, a game like this that the Pirates need to win in order to compete in the American. Right. We work so hard to, um, you know, win every game. So losing the Navy, that was a big loss for us. Uh, at the end of the game, big moments. And to beat this team at the end was just like just getting rid of Navy and getting rid of all the bad games, uh, just moving forward. Winning tough games like that is what we need to do to compete in this league. Uh, and then Avery Jones uh, says they uh, 
really like to get uh, Keaton Mitchell going on the ground? Uh, Keaton's a great, you know, electrifying player. We we know we only got to give him a little bit of space to really let him do what he does. So uh, we all like to see him go get going. Uh, we all get hype about it, seeing those long runs. Uh, I think that's what our offense is about, making big plays. So, uh, yeah. I know a lot's been made about Central Florida has not left the state of Florida, right? Yeah. To play I, a game this I, year? Yeah, I think they played one conference game out of state, and, or not conference game, non-conference game, and they lost. So, Yeah. I mean, there's uh, a lot of made of that, and there's a lot made of uh, a lot of things about UCF. And by golly, I could make a lot of things about them. But uh, – I think their defense is really, really, really good. Really, really, really good. And, uh, you know, you could, there's, their offense has started to get going. So here's Miles Berry on what he has seen on the early scout from the uh, University of Central Florida Golden Knights. Explosive offense, man. Uh, multiple athletes that can get the football to them. Um, extremely fast, small, shifty. Uh, good run game, so we just have to do a great job defensively. Uh, win the first down, stop the run. Got to stop the run. We have to limit the explosive plays, and uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a game on our hands. Yep, I don't think there's any doubt about that. That they will. Uh, they also have a uh, mobile quarterback. Here is uh, here is uh, Miles Berry on that. Well, you got to be disciplined. You got to be disciplined, and you have to stop the run with him. He's an extra. He creates an extra hole, an extra lane uh, with his running ability. So you have to be disciplined as a linebacker with the run game, and then you have to stop the explosive plays with his throwing ability. His throwing ability is is excellent, so you have to really um, just cover well. So we have to do a great job doing what we do, and it's going to be a great game. Ben, I'm amazed they have a Plumley at uh, quarterback. Like one of the Plum- Plumley brothers, right? Uh, Those guys that played at Duke as for a like 20 fan, years. Don't bring up Plumley yeah. around me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> J- John Reese Plum- Plumley. John Reese Plumley. I love it. Uh, what a name. Former he, uh, guy. Yeah. He's a Plumley brother. That's amazing to me. They have one of the Plumleys there. I, I can't believe it. Uh, let's see here. Miles Berry uh, looking to avenge. Now they say revenge, but maybe looking to avenge. By the way, the Guardians just got hosed on a call at uh, first base. Poor Steven. Yeah. Yeah, tough one there. But Go no, ahead, it, was it even close? Was it even close? And uh, they want Yankees uh, Strohs. My late uh, granddad, Granddad Turner, would say this whole thing's a setup. <laughs> Um, I like that saying. That, what a funny yeah. guy. <laughs> they got to make more money, he would say, when they in the baseball, when they'd go on to game, whatever. Uh, Miles Berry has uh, revenge on his mind from last year. Ah, it's a heartbreaker loss. You know, it was at, what, four points, I, I believe. And I, we, we were on defense at the end of the game, and it was felt like we kind of let the team down, you know, so – you know, we're, we have like that revenge in our in our minds a little bit, but no, nah, we're just ready to go out and play a good game and uh, ready to go. Uh, Gus Malzahn spoke today about the uh, Pirates. This is cut 16 on the Vast Soundbite roster today. I guess a good East Carolina team. They had a big win, overtime win against Memphis uh, on Saturday night. Uh, be our second uh, road uh, game 
first conference road game. Um, you know, it's going to be a really good environment, and we're looking forward to playing. I've invited some friends up from Orlando, and I've, I've last I heard they were talking about coming. Do I need to check with them, Ben? Because then they'd be staying at my house, and I don't, I don't know if one Joe oh. would permit me to do that, and I don't know if I want any of that. I think you're about to get big time trouble heading your way here. Yeah, I think I am. I just thought of that when I started. We started playing these UCF cuts. All right, because uh, <laughs> scary. Gus Malzahn does not like barbecue. He does not like barbecue. Apparently, this is a this is some breaking a breaking development today. He does not like barbecue. What's your favorite kind of barbecue? Uh, how, how, how's that for an indie question for the rest yeah, of I, I didn't know they were known for their barbecue. That's good. Uh, I'm not a big barbecue guy. You know, I'll eat some brisket, but uh, I'm not a big barbecue guy. Dude, you don't like him? I don't like him. Because he doesn't like barbecue? Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't like barbecue. Like yeah. Well, now let's, let's break this down a little bit here. Okay. All right. All right, Gus Malzahn could have had bar. Well, he's he's from Texas, so Texas barbecue essentially is brisket, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think okay. personally, you know, Texas barbecue, I, I can't say it's overrated, but it's I like kind of the it. standard. So, okay, but brisket is more of the thing out in Texas, right? That's kind of part of the of of, of the of the deal. He might have had barbecue in South Carolina, and we know that that stinks, right? Oh, yeah, that's garbage. That's probably the worst worst possible uh, scenario you can get here in uh, the U.S. is getting some stuff. He could have gone to – well, he could have gone to Lexington. And, I mean, the, it's tomato ketchup on swine. <laughs> Jeez. It is. On swine. I like that. <laughs> so, I mean – Maybe he hasn't had a proper plate of like Eastern Carolina barbecue. Maybe he hasn't had any Moors or well, I, I, you know any of the other places. Maybe he hasn't had any decent barbecue. So maybe we need to send him over a plate when UCF gets to town. We'll we'll send one over to like you know a takeout order from Moors or something. Can you send me one also, I, Cookie? Let me tell you something. I'd be tickled if they got us catering for any of our pregame stuff. I'd 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 turn a cartwheel. That's how excited <laughs> I'd be. I would love to see that. Like I, I mean, but Cookie, think about it. How many times are we out there starving, Cookie? Uh, how many times have we done it? <laughs> Go to Shook's. <laughs> Shook will hook you up. Yeah, but I mean, Ben, that's you're going to somebody's. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, that's, you feel kind of bad about like, it. Hey, um, can I have some food? I mean, that would be, you know. Yeah, that I mean, you're kind of being of a leech at that point. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what we'll do. I think we'll send, um, we'll we'll send find one out. Of the interns. We'll send one of the interns to what to get food or deliver some barbecue to Malzahn. Send one for each. Okay. We'll send uh, Mississippi to take him some uh, barbecue to the hotel room. Here you go. You do a cooking. You do a cooking. No, you do a tailgate exclusive uh, social media video where you know you go to tailgates and you see who has the best food. When really the, the the plan behind the oh wait scenes that's is actually that, a really good idea yeah the plan behind the scenes is it's just so they can bring food back to you guys and so you can eat but you disguise okay you've got to stay at the site show. though because you're the on site producer because you can't go anywhere on the pregame show remember oh yeah, yeah that's you got to get Mississippi to bring some back for you. he's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna bring this to a a, a group of judges a panel is gonna judge this <laughs> we'll let you know if you want or not yeah we'll get you we'll get back I got to it all figured out.
But we'll send Malzahn. All right, well, we'll send Dom. Dom's enterprising, so we'll have him do the delivery of Moore's barbecue to Malzahn's room. How about that? There you go, yeah. And we'll let Malzahn try some barbecue when he's here in 10. And if he says he doesn't like it, then. Malzahn seems like a mean guy, though. He'll probably slap it out of Dom's hand. Oh, I don't think he'll slap it out of Get out of here. Will you stop? I come from the SEC. You think I want to be an American? He just, like, looks down on everybody and everything. Boy, that's. You went somewhere there, Ben. I. Hey, it's not me. It's him. Ben is going to calm down, I hope, enough to give us a break, uh, give us an update here. And then after the break, we'll have our Houston huddle. Uh, where Mike Houston joins us uh, every uh, Tuesday market exclusive as we talk ECU football. That is coming up, but right now, Ben Byram with a uh, Sports Flash update here on 94.3 The Game. Thanks, Patrick. Power players talking to the media earlier today as they gear up for their game this Saturday against UCF, kicking off at 7.30 at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Miles Berry speaking to the media. He talked about what he saw or what he's seen from UCF so far on film. Explosive offense, man. Uh, multiple athletes that can get the football to them. Um, extremely fast, small, shifty. Uh, good run game, so we just have to do a great job defensively. Uh, win the first down, stop the run. Got to stop the run. We have to limit the explosive plays, and uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a game on our hands. UCF head coach Gus Malzahn speaking to the media yesterday. He talked about ECU specifically, saying they have a lot of momentum coming out of that overtime win against Memphis last week. Well, they have momentum. You know that was a huge win. The way that thing unfolded, and they you know, they won it at the end. You know that was. You know, teams have momentum late in the year, the second half of the year. I think that's important. So we know we're going to get their best. And, uh, you know, they're a confident team and they're playing at home. ECU-UCF kicking off at 7.30 this Saturday in Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. We'll bring you live pregame coverage with our Bushlight Pirate Game Day countdown beginning at 4 o'clock. And Patrick Johnson, ECU football legend, Terrence Cobb will be live on site right outside Town Bank Tower by the gates. Be sure to bring some food for the fellas. They're hungry. Moving on. A couple of news and notes around sports as we speak right now. Carolina's quarterback competition is back on. Steve Wilkes said earlier today Sam Darnold should be coming back this week, and the team is looking forward to seeing where he is in his progression. Darnold has been on the injured reserve since the preseason with a high ankle sprain. The Panthers host the Bucks on Sunday. The Hurricanes are still perfect on the season after their 5-1 win over the Kraken in Seattle. Andre Shmeshnikov scored twice and had assist while Sebastian Ajo netted a goal and had two helpers. Frederick Anderson stopped 22 of 23 shots as the team improved to 3-0 on the season. Andre Barakovsky scored the lone goal for Seattle. Carolina will try to keep the momentum going on Thursday when they hit the road to play the Edmonton Oilers. Police said a Charlotte Hornets player was arrested for driving while intoxicated over the weekend. James Booknight Former UConn Husky was placed into custody by Charlotte Mecklenburg Police after officers said he was observed driving while impaired. The 2021 first round pick was released on $2,500 bond. The team says they are aware of the situation are in the process of gathering more information. Charlotte begins their regular season tomorrow against the Spurs in San Antonio. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. This 94 through the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting student athletes, Pirates student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. Other side is a quick timeout here. We'll hear from Coach Mike Houston with our Houston Huddle. That's next here on the Patrick Johnson Show. 
Miss a moment Remember, of- there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. It's time to check in with ECU head football coach, Mike Houston. Hey, let's dominate today. As he prepares our Pirates for another big matchup, it's the Houston Huddle. Brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy and Vital Care of Greenville. Now, here's Patrick Johnson. All right, Coach Houston uh, appearing with us earlier today on the Talk of the Town program. And uh, we, of course, uh, asked Coach Houston about this soundbite right here. How about those freaking pirates? This is what Coach had to say. Well, I, I, I didn't break anything. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't fall out. I didn't. I didn't say anything. My mom's going to get on to me about uh, you know, later. So, uh, yeah, but I was, I was pretty excited. I tell you, well, you you, you had a right to be. Win. You had a right to be. I don't know that I've ever been to a more. Uh, I, certainly interesting, but uh, frantic and nerve-wracking sporting event. I mean, you know, as a Pirate fan, oh, man, I lived and died several times. I'm sure you and the players did too, but I got to hand it to you, man. You've been talking about the toughness and the character of these kids all year, and, uh, boy, it just showed through in in, uh, in, in flying colors on Saturday night in that four-overtime win, four win. Well, I'll tell you where it really – was on display was early in the ball game. You know when, you know Memphis is extremely talented. I mean, Memphis is you know a player or two away from you know being in first place in this conference. And uh, so uh, you know they came out and uh, you know they made some plays early. Uh, we didn't make some plays early, uh, and we got behind. And uh, you know that's that's when your character's tested. You know it's 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 easy to have great character when things are going good. Uh, it's when you're facing adversity, uh, when you find out just what your team's made of. And uh, I was proud of the kids. They stuck together. Uh, they stayed positive. They they kept the same aggressive mindset, kept fighting, uh, and they got us back in the ball game. And by the time we got to the half, you know, we had gotten the momentum firmly back in our favor. And that's really, you know, that's what won the game. You know, you, sure, you had to make the plays at the end, but you wouldn't have been in that situation to make those plays at the end if you hadn't fought back in the first half. What a game. What a game. Uh, Patrick, I know you got some questions for Coach. Yeah, uh, Coach, uh, some uh, some aggressive uh, play calling. Uh, was that kind of – you knew it was going to be a close game, so you had to, to maybe do some things that, uh, you know, were, were aggressive uh, early on. And I think that's a lot of the reason you won the game because of that aggressiveness or – is is that just the way it's going to have to be in a lot of areas because uh, the, the the competition among teams of the conference is just so close right now? I mean, you've said it all year. There's going to be close games week in, week out, it seems. No doubt. And I just, you know, the fourth and fourth and goal from the two, uh, you know, on the second drive of the ball game, I just, you know, they'd already scored once, and I just felt like, you, you know, you're not going to win this game kicking field goals from the two-yard line. Uh, and so, you know, I wanted to try to punch it in right there. It didn't work out for us. Uh, but I told the kids, I told the kids all week and I told them before the game, I said, we're going to be aggressive as coaches. We're going to be aggressive with our play calls. Um, you know, the fake punt, uh, they had shown a look on film that, 
they were extremely uh, susceptible to it. Uh, they gave us that exact look the first time we punted. Uh, we had the look. Uh, we, you know, we have a way to get out of it if they come out in something different. But we had the look. Unfortunately, we had one guy that didn't block the right guy, and you know the unblocked guy made the play. But you know we felt like we were going to have to take some chances, and we were going to have to be aggressive. Uh, but I do think that you know the players they feed off that too. And so, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you, when you, when you say, you know, hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down, and you don't go for it on fourth down, well, they, well, now, coach, you said we were going to be aggressive, you know, so at least <laughs> they kept, they kept right. their mindset, you know, to where, you know, hey, we're, we're going to, you know, we're, we're, we're all competing at a high level. And, you know, I, yeah, sure. I wish we'd have, I wish we'd have executed that punt, the fake punt, uh, the way we have. We, we have worked that play twice a week. Every week since the beginning of fall camp, so I'm, I'm, I hate that we had a missed block and it didn't work out. But I'm so thankful that our kids had my back, had our back, uh, and they fought back and we overcame that. Um, and at least it was early in the ball game where you can overcome it. But uh, I just feel like that aggressive mindset, you know, it was really on full display late in the first half. Uh, right, you yeah. know, with the way our defense after the first score, our defense did a great job getting a stop, getting a turnover, and then you know almost scored then, uh, but then set up the uh, quick strike from Ailers to uh, Winstead to make it seventeen thirteen. You know, great plays uh, with with the interceptions. Their quarterback Hennigan, who, who I think's just fabulous. Uh, yes, had only been intercepted one time. Uh, you guys were able to turn him over right. twice. Uh, obviously great plays there, but was there anything within your design that you felt like, hey, we can we can make this guy, you know, uh, turn the ball over or uh, maybe not make him as effective as he had been at times? Well, we, we felt like two things. We felt, one, we couldn't let him sit back there and be comfortable in the pocket, so we had to pressure him. Uh, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he's, he's a very good runner, and so we had to pressure him, but we had to try to keep him in the pocket, which that's – you know, it's easier said than done. So I thought that uh, I thought our, our our defensive coaches did a good job of moving people around to where they didn't know where the pressure was coming from, to where you know we were able to attack their protections a little bit, uh, and you know be a little bit more secure of not having running lanes when we were getting after him. But you know he was pressured all night. He you know we sacked him four times. Uh, he was hurried on both interceptions. Uh, he was hurried at other times during the night. And so I do think that constant harassment in the pocket was a big piece of it. Now, you know, both of those interceptions came on plays where, you know, we really executed the coverage very, very well. Um, you know, Malik's play, you know, we were we were showing pressure and then we played a, a drop defense where we were dropping, you know, eight defenders. And so, you know, it looked like pressure uh, initially. Uh, you know, ended up with only a three-man rush. We still got pressure. Uh, and he kind of threw up an errant an errant ball right there and uh, Malik made the great play on Julius's play. We were playing a, a, like a man under two deep deal. Uh, we got pressure on Hennigan and he, he kind of overthrew the uh, dig route and uh, Julius, the half field safety was right there to make the interception. And, and what a, you know, both of them huge returns, but what a huge play to take that one all the way to, for the score uh, to get us uh, to get the game even at 20. Just a quick follow-up here about Woods, Coach, um, an All-American at the at the JUCO level. Uh, t- tell our listeners a little bit about you know kind of how you all got him to Greenville, and uh, he he's he's kind of a 
I'm not sure he practices hard, but it seems like he's a different level on game day, perhaps. Well, he's he's a, a very gifted athlete, uh, and he is a very – I mean, you talk about a focused, intense guy on game day. Now, he's – you know, he's – He's a great guy to be around throughout the week and really enjoy his, you know, demeanor and, you know, just happy. And But on game day now, he's got a look in his eye where he's, you know, you're, he's going to go out there and hurt somebody. So he's got that intensity. I really like that. But he's a gifted athlete. Uh, he was a, uh, at Blinn Junior College in Texas. Uh, and, you know, we, obviously we were trying to find an older safety and uh, kind of stumbled upon him. Uh, just, you know, our guys are always looking for, for prospects and uh, you know, start building a relationship. And fortunately, we were able to beat out some other schools and sign him. Uh, and we felt like coming into this year, he had a chance to to really blossom into a, a really a great player for us on the field. And he's done that. But he's great, great practice player. Uh, works really hard. You know, very, very smart player on the field. Very prepared. Uh, just uh, he's really having a great year. Coach Mike Houston with us here as we talk about last week's uh, big uh, four, t- four overtime win over Memphis and get ready for another big Saturday night in uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Coach, I just wanted to say a word about um, just some observations that I've made of late. I was listening to Patrick's show yesterday afternoon. He had Jeremy Lewis on, heard that interview, and um, then you had two players with you last night out at the coaches' show at Logan's Roadhouse. I didn't get a chance to get out there last night, but I listened to the entire show. I can't remember who the players who were the, who were the two you had out there. Jack Powers uh, and Chandra Mims. And I, I listened to the interview with uh, both of those kids. <laughs> Unbelievable! I mean, just obviously very intelligent and uh, articulate and extremely. Uh, classy young men. Uh, I just wanted to say a word about the kind of kids that you're bringing into the program. Not only great athletes and great football players, but you know, every one that I've encountered has just been uh, just a really quality kid. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm very biased, uh, but I do think we have outstanding young men, and that's certainly you know that's important to us. You know, we want to represent East Carolina University just as well off the field. Uh, as we do on the field. So I appreciate you saying that. Let me ask you just a quick word about special teams. Uh, you made some changes. You brought the freshman kicker in this week to do um, your your place kicking, your your field goals and your extra points. Uh, that worked out okay, except for the one uh, bad uh, bet, bets. Uh, I guess the handler kind of lost it there on one of the extra points. But uh, special teams look better this week. Uh, I know you guys have been working really hard on that. Talk about the decision to make the change uh, with the kicker and where you feel you are special teams-wise. Well, I, I did think we played much better uh, in that phase last uh, Saturday night. You know, the, the only negative was the mishandled snap and, um, you know, Andrew Conrad, a very talented, true freshman uh, from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And, um, you know, he, he's uh, a talented athlete, you know, outside of just being a kicker. You know, he played safety in high school. He's, you know, he, he can really run and jump. And so he's, he's, he's a real competitor. But, uh, you know, he's been, been improving throughout the fall. Uh, got a chance a few weeks ago with the number two spot when Carson Smith uh, was injured and has been consistently improving. Uh, and when I tell you that there's a competition every week, I mean, there literally is a competition every week. And uh, he had a great week last week in practice. Uh, and just, I mean, I've, I've spent more time watching those kicks than I ever have in my entire career. And uh, so just evaluating it, and I just felt like, 
you know, he had had the best week of practice, and I also felt like Owen could really use kind of a reset. And uh, to be honest, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of Owen and how he handled everything. When I told him at the end of the week, uh, uh, he was very supportive of Andrew. Um, he, you know, Owen went out and, and did a great job with their kickoffs the other night, and he was an engaged teammate and very positive and energetic, which speak to his, speaks to his character. Uh, but really proud of Andrew and how he played, uh, and just proud of our, our guys and how you know we did a. Memphis was the number one kick return team in the conference coming into that game the other night, and our kickoff team really had a great night. And that's something people don't you know really notice, but you know we did a really good job with our punt unit and our kickoff unit containing their returners. As we kind of get ready for uh, UCF here, dynamite defense, and they've shown the ability. Uh, if you don't uh, take care of what they do offensively, they can roll up some points on you. So uh, a scout on the Knights, if you would. Well, they're the, the typical UCF team in that they're, they're extremely talented in all phases and have tremendous speed. Um, defensively, you know, I don't know exactly where they rank, but they've got to be one of the top defensive units in the country. Uh, you know, they haven't, nobody's scored much of anything on them all year. Uh, the most they've given up is 20 to Louisville. Uh, but offensively, you know, transfer quarterback uh, John Race Plumley, who was a quarterback at Ole Miss. Uh, he's a redshirt senior. Um, he's really what makes them go. They have a lot of the same guys as last year: Johnny Richardson, Ryan O'Keefe, uh, Isaiah Bauer. Bauer, uh, a running back. Uh, I have a couple of transfers from Alabama and Auburn at wide receiver. But uh, Plumley is, you know, he's probably a four-four. Uh, speed guy running the ball. Uh, he's thrown for about 1,500 yards this year. He's their leading rusher, uh, and he really he can really make you look silly. Uh, but you know that that game the other night with Temple, it was 14-13 UCF with five minutes to go in the first half. Uh, UCF scores 21 points in five minutes, and then the final ends up being 70 to 13. Uh, and, you know, it's not like, you know, Temple just fell apart, you know, turnovers and stuff like that. It was just, you know, Plumlee got loose, and then uh, Costellos, uh, the freshman quarterback, came in, and he gets loose on three long touchdown runs, and they can just pile up the points in a hurry. So, uh, you know, we have a, a huge challenge coming in here Saturday night, a big, big ball game in our conference race. Uh, so I'm glad we got it at home. Coach, thank you for the time. We're, uh, we're, we're at our time limit. I know, um, Tuesday's your media day. You got a bunch of stuff lined up after us. So we appreciate you being with us this morning and, uh, we're proud of the team, proud of you. Appreciate all you're doing for the program. And, uh, we need a big crowd at 730 on Saturday night for this Absolutely. big football game. We, we need, we need Daddy Ficklin Stadium as full as it's been and we need them as loud as they possibly can be because it's going to be a barn burner. Yep, sure will be. Today's Houston Huddle on 94.3 The Game, presented by Vital Care of Greenville and HealthWise Pharmacy. Thanks to Coach Houston. Thanks to Michael Busimi for uh, giving that to us. Thanks to Ben Byram for his great job uh, today. Also to Cookie for what I don't know. Uh, and uh, Philip Pilkington for uh, his help with stuff today. 5-1 now, Yankees, in the bottom of the fifth. Winner advances to the ALCS. Back tomorrow at 2 o'clock, our special coverage of ECU preseason media day right here. 2 o'clock tomorrow. Tune in for that.